There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For you are one in Christ Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome to yours, mine, and ours. Stories of faith and life. Stories are like windows to people's deepest self and inner life. Through our stories, we share who we are and what God has done and is doing in our lives. Thanks to our guest, we will have a fantastic opportunity of listening to funny, engaging, and profound stories of regular people, like you and me, in their journey with Jesus. Don't miss it out and join us. Hello, hello, Springfield Heights family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Yours, Mine, and Ours, Stories of Faith and Life. Today I have the privilege to introduce you, uh, what a great friend. Uh, his name is Tobian Tobin. How do you like me to to call you? Welcome here. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm used to call you Tobian, so I think I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> you are a Winnipegger. You were born actually in St. Boniface Hospital. Probably you don't remember anything about it. No. Nope. But that's awesome to know. Uh, you are currently a counseling psychology student at Providence Seminary, and you are married to Brianna. You have three siblings, and we want to know a little bit more about it. And you have all sorts of hobbies and, and things like video games, tabletop games, reading, making music. But there is one that I love uh, to talk about, it, and you like to make beer. Yeah. Tell me more. Why, why do you like to do it? First of all, it's very cost-effective when it comes to summertime uh -huh. patio drinks and barbecues <laughs> it costs about half as much and it there's also a bit of a it is you you have a bit of pride uh -huh. throughout the process you go right this is what i've made yeah and it takes about about a month for the whole process to finish it doesn't demand a whole lot of your yeah it, it doesn't take a whole lot of your time mm -hmm. throughout like three hours to actually before to put it into the fermenter uh -huh. and then another three hours to kind of bottle it all okay and then you're kind of done and you just in, in between both times it just sits there right right i assume that you have the equipment uh to do it or do you rent it yeah so we started off kind of just uh, my friend and i we his parents tried to get into winemaking they took a class uh -huh. didn't enjoy it so much but so he had a lot of the the material already so we went used it and then we just started building uh, a collection of various uh tools okay. and and stuff so it started off really janky uh -huh. and arguably <laughs> our first batch with all the janky equipment was probably one of our best <laughs> yeah just we accumulated stuff over the time right my brother uh the businessman and a general investor decided you know what uh he's gonna invest in our little enterprise okay. and he got us what we call the robo brew what is that It's this huge canister that kind of brews it uh -huh. for you. It's like a, a computerized kettle, nice, <laughs> more or less. Uh -huh. So it it was exciting to get. Um, it's still in wrap because right when we bought it, we only thought that the pandemic would be about two weeks, oh, okay. and it's been it's been over 12 months yeah. now. So it's been sitting in my basement, kind of just waiting for another go. Well, I will uh, look forward to. Uh, taste <laughs> again <laughs> one of your products yeah <laughs> i think you had one of our ciders when we gave that I a try so. yeah hey Joanne, what can you tell us uh, about yourself uh, what would you say are let's say two or three best of your qualities oh um i mean that this is like resume building yeah, 101 i've had to uh send that out a couple recently so i've I you always put I always put on like my desire to learn my teachabilities and to try new things. Okay. I would say those are like my top three things. But it kind of embodies my philosophy in life in that you know we're always you, you never know it all. You're always oh, trying true. to learn, and you're always trying to be taught and to be molded mm -hmm. by those around you. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is even trying th new things, things you're not comfortable with, right. and not so much that you hurt yourself, but you know, you try things that are safe yeah, and yeah. maybe you'll end up liking it. Good. And what can you tell me uh, about your early, let's say your early childhood? Where did you uh, grow up and how was life back then? Um, life was good. I had a fairly solid upbringing. 
I wouldn't say there wasn't, there was, I had many childhood uh-huh. like traumas or uh, like, that's my inner psychologist speaking. Right. Oh. I, uh, you go back and you look and you go, there's not, there's not a whole lot there that I would say yeah. was negative. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I had a very happy upbringing. I really, and I still have really supportive parents. Right? Well, yeah. that's awesome. And what do you say, how things that have changed over the last, let's say, 20, 25 years? That's a tough question right off the bat, right? Um, it's really easy to look at yourself in the moment, uh-huh. but it's hard to look at yourself as a progressive being, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I've gone gotten older, I have noticed like my outlook on life changing and it, it's generally gotten broader and more inclusive, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So good. One of the things I've reflected about our families, no matter how supportive they are with, with us or they have been with us, there are always good and not so good things um, about our extended family. Normally, I ask every guest the same question because I think there is value in highlighting the positive side of our family. So what would you say are some of the, your favorite characteristic of your, your family? It's one of those things where I, I know every one of my siblings will have my back okay, and vice versa. Like I'll have their back too, right? right? Whenever there's like any sort of hardship, mm-hmm. it's, it, it takes off the edge of your, you're, you're never on your own, right? Yeah. There's somebody there to pick you up or mm-hmm. to take a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And there's also there people there to push you when the time is needed, right? Nice. To, to again try those new things or uh-huh. what would you highlight about for example your dad yeah my dad is a very structured person uh-huh. i always respected his ethic and just his wow. his his attitude towards work uh-huh. um that's something i've always kind of struggled with myself i have a very laid back kind of personality oh. but he's he's the kind of person that you he's always doing something and and that's something i I admire, uh-huh. right? He's always been the kind of person to be like, this is how it's done and this is how it's done properly. Oh, right. And so, yes. and so through that, I've, 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 he's passed down to me very much how to do like car maintenance uh-huh. and plumbing and oh, nice. all sorts of, and all sorts of various and, and drywall and construction, right? Like, so he's a handyman. Yeah. Like, and, he's going to help me root or shingle my roof uh-huh. this year and wow. well, along with some other people sure. but it's one of those things where you know like that takes a lot of drive and 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 what would you say about your mom positive things about i you know i love both my parents so sure it's it would yeah uh my mom has always kind of embodied uh kindness for uh-huh. me and caring towards others uh-huh. she's definitely where i've gotten my heart from oh okay and and from my dad too, like like I I wouldn't say one you know is is character is dominant over the other, right? Um, but yeah, I, I I just on reflection, my mom always I always saw my mom as as loving and caring and especially for others, right? Uh-huh. She always supported me because I had I I did have a difficult time through childhood in in school uh-huh. and with making friends and with just all sorts of various things. And I don't think I would be in university or, or graduate school uh-huh. without her, her support in those early years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And over time, of course, with the perspective of time, uh, we appreciate what our, our parents have done for us as well, right? Mm-hmm. I have a very interesting question here for you. Um, if you uh, were sent into uh, to an isolated island, in the midst of nowhere, let's say in the middle of the ocean, uh, with who of your siblings would you like to be there and why? You have to pick <laughs> only one. <laughs> oh, only one only out of my one. three siblings. Yes. <laughs> That's tough. It, it is really um, tough. It's tough because I have two engineers in the family. Oh my. And also a business. And my brother is in act is coming actuarial. So they're all, I would say they're all three of them are equally smart. Uh-huh. I would probably get along the best with either one of my brothers. Uh-huh. But then I also know like my sister embodies is also the embodiment of my uh, dad uh-huh. in, in lots of ways. So I know I would survive the best with her. <laughs> she would get, she would get stuff done. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
she's a doer. She's a she's very much a doer, and she has that. This is the way things are done properly and well, oh. and that's what you need to survive on an island, right? So a a little version of mom, somehow. Um, <laughs> oh, very well. She's an engineer, so it's that engineering spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting because you have a different. Uh, you are pursuing a different stream of studies, but we will get into that later. Um, because I'm interested in asking you a few questions about mm -hmm. uh, your studies as well. But for the moment, what was the happiest moment of your life so far? Oh, of, of my life. Uh, getting married was a very happy moment. Uh -huh. I would probably say that that is one of the happiest right. so far. <laughs> I, would get, I would get looks from Brianne if I said anything else. <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, gradu even graduating was another really uh -huh. top moment. Even as, as low-key as it was graduating from university, right. from my undergrad, it was there was a lot of accomplishment there. Right. And it was a big moment for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Um, and this is, I know, I know this is kind of a tough question as well, um, but I wanted to ask it uh, to you because you are a younger person. And mm -hmm. sometimes in society, there are a lot of misconceptions and stereotypes about younger oh people. My. Like like they don't care about anything, that younger people, you know, uh, are narcissistic and things like that. So what would you say are the central values or, I don't know, principles perhaps that you live by? That I live by personally. Exactly. So I always live with the philosophy of I know the next thing to do with my life. Uh -huh. Like I may not know the next hundred steps down the road where I right. will be, but I will know the next step. Mm -hmm. And that's and that kind of eases my anxieties towards the future. When people ask me like, oh, where are you going to be in 10 years? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> where am I going to be in five years? I don't know. Right. But I know where I am going to be tomorrow. Right. And that's the most important part. Right. So that allows me to keep things flexible, but also structured. Sure. I think. And do you think that um, that philosophy helps you to live uh, in the present, to enjoy the moment? And I ask, yeah, I uh, let me let me give you a little bit of more context here. Um, I've seen a lot in people either in, in my own country and here, too. We, we as people live between times. We are mm -hmm. marked or shaped by the present, by our past, and also by the future, even even we, if we don't know how the future is going to look like, right? Uh, the thing is, uh, some people are too stuck either in the past or in the future that uh, they don't <laughs> enjoy the present. That's why I am asking that question. Yeah, I'm, I would say very much, it, it helps me live in the present uh -huh. because it... it make sure that I'm not worried about the future. I always say that, you know, right. like those, those step two, step three, step four, those uh -huh. are always for God to figure out and to show me. Right. But yeah, no, it helps me live in the moment for sure. Uh -huh. But I don't think that a carefree attitude, right. Just not knowing where your next step is, is particularly great either. Okay. So you need to find right? a way to balance it. Right. I think there really needs to be a balance between knowing where you're heading and and living in the moment and i try to achieve that every day yeah okay good thank you thank you for sharing those thoughts and experiences uh, with us Dwayne. now uh we are going to transition into another set of questions more related to faith and church and spirituality. Um, how old are you, Tobayan? Before before going into that. <laughs> Sorry? How old are you? How old yeah. am I? I'm 26 as of a couple of weeks ago. Oh my goodness, you are very young. So, okay. <laughs> you say that, but I feel very old. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm not too old either. <laughs> exactly. Uh, always young. Yeah. Especially at heart, you know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> at this point of your life, what would you say who is the person who influenced you the most? Is there mm. anyone that has played a huge 
role in your life in shaping who you are or perhaps providing yeah. new perspectives or new directions yeah those are two well those are two very different questions because sure, yeah. one is one is who who is it the most right number one and who have you have because i wouldn't put any of the people who have influenced me throughout my life uh-huh. over top of each other but i have definitely had like quite a few mo- people that have come in at key moments mm-hmm. and really spoken into my heart uh-huh. as to what to do or to ease my worries or right. to open up my perspective in some way uh-huh. and even right now with like um one of the most examples that i'm thinking of right now uh-huh. is just my my uh baptism mentor just called me up out of the out of the blue one day when he's like hey let's have a coffee this was like a few years uh-huh. back um when we were when when i was engaged to brianna all right and we basically had a conversation about you know next steps in 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 faith and and life uh-huh. and because we weren't sure where we were going to be as far as the church community goes i know that brianna didn't want to attend the church i was going uh-huh. to and i didn't want to go or um i wasn't so open to going to the one she was attending uh-huh. so we had to kind of find something different right. And, and he basically just said, you know, when, when you make a family unit, that's, that's the time when you start, you start doing new stuff and Uh you, you, you create your family. You don't, you know, when you create a family, Mm -hmm. you also have to create who you are as a person apart from your family history. Right. Well, you have have to come, uh, let's say you you have to create new rituals, new rhythms, uh, Mm -hmm. new practices, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. And that was one of those things because at that moment, like I had a really tough time leaving my other church uh-huh. just emotionally. Oh. Um, even though r- right now it was the right choice to make. Uh-huh. Um, it's just there was a lot of history tied there, right? Right, right. Well, you, you talked a little bit about your baptism. Uh, let me ask you, to, Tobian, how did you come to faith? So I was I was I was born Christian, but that's different uh-huh. from be choosing Christianity. Uh-huh. I don't remember how old I was, but I know I was young and was after a summer camp. Oh, okay. I was after some sports, like evangelical sports camp or whatever, right. and they kind of put you know it's a little bit of that pressure on the young kids' heart. A little bit of I I can't I don't know if it was if it was fear yeah. or if it was just guilt uh-huh. or whatnot. But it was it was in the evening or no, I, it was sunny. Oh, right. It was, I remember like just praying to God and giving my heart to Jesus uh-huh. in, uh, in my bedroom on a nice, warm, sunny day. And then I told my mom and she was very happy. Right. And I told my dad he was he was very, very happy. Uh-huh. And yeah, that, that was I was young. I don't remember how young, but <laughs> <laughs> ever since then, I, 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 I I've, I've honored that commitment yeah. and. I've always made steps in in that direction. Yeah, and what is what's the importance for you uh, to follow Jesus? Why Jesus and not something else? Ooh, that's a that's a good question, and definitely not on the list you you handed me. So I'm going to call True. you out there, but <laughs> but that's okay. That's how these things go. Um, I think Jesus, especially the biblical Jesus, uh-huh. is somebody who is very just inspirational mm-hmm. and if if anything he is the model to live by oh, yeah. even even if like the bible or the jesus that i knew as a kid is different very much different than the jesus i know now yeah. but he is very much the kind of person that we should all aim to be in uh-huh. and he and his philosophy is very much embodies what i think our world should be right thank you Thank you for coming out of the box. <laughs> I don't. I think of that. Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, the right expression, but I appreciate um, your thoughts. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, you you made that commitment. You have stick to that commitment, and then uh, I I assume you can tell us uh, that at some point you you, you got baptized. Uh, hmm. Why did you do it, and and where did you do it? I did it. At my at, at Bethel Mennonite Church, uh-huh. I did at the age of sixteen. Okay, it was in the summer. I took a few baptism classes. Right. Um, I was inspired by a girlfriend at the time to 
go through with mm-hmm. it as well as as well as some of my other friends who did it and i thought you know what this is it's one of those moments that was good and no it that was before i my first relationship mm-hmm. sorry i'm misremembering things here but anyways um it was one of those it was it was more of the friends i right. think that they committed and so i also wanted to follow along mm-hmm. it, it is a good commitment and one I still honor to the best of my abilities today. Right. Do you have any any memory of that day? Normally, baptism uh, is a kind of a mile, milestone for our, let's say, for people of faith. I still re- I remember it, but almost as an out-of-body experience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember, like, when I, when I think back on it, uh-huh. I see myself having, being ha- hands laid on me. I don't see myself by the water basin uh-huh. like, it's like i'm a be- watching myself get baptized oh, if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very much th- that's how i remember uh-huh. it being uh-huh. it was a very special moment absolutely and yeah i remember you know there was a, we had lots of people over after and there was lots of happiness and excitement and you know it was a really good day uh-huh. to kind of be in a community yeah. beautiful that's amazing. You know, one of the things that I've learned in in, being, in following Jesus, I, I would say, is that the faith journey has these ups and downs. Because life is not like a, an, a rosy path, you know? It has its mm-hmm. own challenges. And we have our own challenges that we have to face with ourselves too. Um, so thinking about this, what practices... Uh, have helped you to grow in your, let's say, spiritual life. I, I, I am short of vocabulary here. I, I, I tend not to use much the word spiritual, but I think you understand me. So it's quite easy for me to grow because I'm in seminary school right uh-huh. now. So I always have teachers pushing me and, and you know, I'm always reading new books and okay. new thoughts. And, and so that's what's right now keeping me growing Uh um i haven't really had a whole lot of time apart from school Uh i always have this i always read though so even just you know i was reading diedrich bonhoeffer last summer and that helped me grow right Uh like like i like the classes always teach me new passages Uh um or because i don't do a lot of reading the bible on my own time and Uh maybe that's maybe some will go though that's a bit of a detriment but i read a lot of other works Uh and i try to find god within those works as well if that makes sense right absolutely absolutely and that in itself is a spiritual practice if we want to call it that way right um Mm -hmm. if you have to think about god and and you were talking about the jesus of the bible what would be uh your favorite characteristic of of god there's like this it's it's this presence um and it's it's both a mysteriousness mm-hmm. and a security if that makes sense yeah like i'm remembering uh the passage of oh who gets called in the night and then he he goes oh master or or uh prophet or whatever Ooh. uh have you been calling me and then he goes no yeah we go back to bed Samuel, Samuel. yeah, yeah. That's like that story to me has always been kind of my favorite when when understanding the characteristic of God. Uh-huh. And it's just it's that quiet voice where he's calling you towards something uh-huh. and you just have to listen and, yeah. and be quiet. Yeah. And, and, and where do you find that sense of security? Can you say a little bit more about it? So I fear I. So God always in your calling, there's always a bit of danger, but then you also know that you're safe throughout it Mm -hmm. that no matter what kind of persecution happens Mm -hmm. is that he is a loving God and he will care for you. Okay. Let's say that Tobayan has the unique opportunity to speak to the big guy. I hope that some people don't feel that (laughs) disrespectful. (laughs) But let's say that Tobayan get a ticket, an opportunity to speak to God. And in that mm-hmm. interaction, you you are allowed to ask God only one question. <laughs> oh. If you are there in front of God, what would you ask? Oh, that's tough. 
It is. Um, (laughs) I still have so many questions, Uh right? Like I, yeah. Like what is, maybe not what is the meaning of life, but like, why is there, why is there suffering in the world? Uh, And, you know, why, why don't you just, um, why did you create free will and people not choose you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, it's one of those things where is, it's, it's where were you, if you, if you want a deep answer, you go, where were you in my, in my, in my life? Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Like where are the moments where I haven't seen your hand? Right. And Right. Especially those moments that are related to suffering and pain mm-hmm. and disruption and, and even trauma. Right. Uh, those are significant think, moments for, for a person. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Let's say that you get out of uh, the room of God. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and then you come back. You come back to Earth and uh, the church, uh, you know. Uh, and then you continue your your faith journey. Uh, what What do you find most challenging? I don't know if to say about the Christian life or just to say about the way of Jesus. Sometimes, uh, I don't want to dig deeper here, but sometimes I feel there is a little difference, <laughs> maybe a big one, but yeah. Yeah. So what is the challenge of living a good, honest life in the reigns of Jesus? Yeah. And for me, it's it's a mix of advocacy for what's right uh-huh. and and pacifism, kind of, you know, those two in combination, like when, when you, when you feel under threat, if someone were to break into your house, yeah, right. Um, and w- would you call the cops? If right. that makes sense. Right. Right. Cause they're, if, if they kill somebody, then that's just an extension by why we're sorry of you killing them. Uh-huh. Right. So how do you perpetuate, how do you stop the per- perpetuation of, of violence? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And w- within your, you know, within your own little actions or within the system that you live in. Right. Right. Because even me ordering stuff off Amazon, you know, somebody else yeah. is, is suffering because I'm doing that. True. I'm driving a, a car because somebody died in a m- mine somewhere to get rare earth mm-hmm. minerals or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like we live in systems that hurt and oppress people. And, yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard to get away from that. So that's that's. It's tough to live a Christian life when you're always thinking about these yeah. things. Yeah. It makes you more aware of what's going on in the world regarding power dynamics and poverty and injustice and violence and even suffering and destruction, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. only about people, but uh, the earth, the planet is included in this interaction as well. Because mm-hmm. there's the, there's the, the parable of the of the or of the rich man you know uh-huh. it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a of a needle right. or whatever than for a rich man to get into heaven uh-huh. and we're we're we are the rich men <laughs> right that should make us uncomfortable yeah. absolutely uh, and i don't think we we realize how rich we are especially mm-hmm. uh, if we have lived uh, always in this kind of environment you know, if we have deal always with uh, a wealthy country with strong structures and a good pace of living, not necessarily um, without pain or without suffering or without you know disruption, but still, um, we we don't realize that how, how lucky we are that we mm-hmm. we are not representing the majority of the world. You know, mm-hmm. we are around. The ten percent of the w- privileged around the world, and that's a exactly. lot. Exactly, and and then yeah, and then even the the passages of you know, if you wanted, if you actually want to live in my in 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 my way, uh-huh. then give everything you have to the poor, and that's even scarier. I would say it is because who wants to give up all their possessions and all that they own? In many ways, the gospel is counterintuitive. I mean, uh, it somehow speaks into our deepest desires and, and likes 
and wants <laughs> and and calls us to do something that is completely different and that's the beauty and the curse <laughs> maybe it's not <laughs> the best way to say it, but it, the beauty of seeing the gospel working out in our lives through through the spirit is it's amazing it's crazy mm-hmm. to think about it i mean it's crazy to think uh that if you are in a privileged position, you would go and, and advocate and work for the vulnerable. Because mm-hmm. in our culture, it's, it's better, it's more intuitive to focus on yourself in your own in your own well-being, right? And the gospel still calls us to 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 do something different. But at the same time, even- Jesus speaks about or spoke about the cost. Yeah, well, the way of the cross yeah. is is death. Yeah, is is physical death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and that's that's tough. It is. It's tough to reckon with because we 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 all we set up everything to kind of protect ourselves yeah. from death. Yeah. But he says, "Give yourself up." Uh-huh. Well, thank you to Ian for having this uh, great conversations uh, about uh, faith spirituality life and church um how did you get connected to 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 our church i i don't think i included that question but yeah how how did you get connected to springfield heights yeah so as we were church hunting quote unquote (laughs) me and my me and my wife um Uh we have a friend who was going to spring or who still is going to springfield at the time and she said, hey, come join us, come play guitar for us. Uh-huh. And that's how I first played and it kind of got hooked. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, this kind of fits both of our needs right now and where we're at. So. And you still stick around, huh? And I, I stuck around. That's awesome. We are so thankful for it, actually. We love you and, and, and Brianna. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we feel it. Good. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Again, we are going to transition into another set of questions, leaving a little bit the space of faith and church and and things like that. Uh, But I want to know more a little bit about you, more about your likes and some kind of miscellaneous question and, of course, about uh, the love of your life. So let's start with something perhaps, uh, and we will get into deeper, but but let's start with something simple. What is your favorite artist or band or musician that you, if you have any, I, I don't know. Or, or may, I, perhaps I can make it a little bit easier. What is uh, the kind of music that you like? Well, I'm a big fan of like, I, I had a big, I, I'm coming out of a bluegrass uh-huh. phase. And I haven't really found another genre that I'm liking. I'm kind of going into like very alternative stuff, uh-huh. <laughs> which is kind of funky. Yeah. Okay. But like, like good different blends of music. Right. And so I'm coming out of a bluegrass and going more into that. So we'll see where I'm at musically. Uh-huh. Um, I started off, I only listen as a kid, I only listened to classical music really? because I thought like, yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't know where these thoughts come from, but I was like, bad people listen to rock music. <laughs> this was like when I was a really young kid. My parents both listened to like rock and stuff. I don't understand how I came to these thoughts, uh-huh. but I was like, bad people listen to rock music, so I won't put I won't listen to that. And I only listened to classical music <laughs> up until like, I don't know, grade grade five, grade six. Oh wow. And then I transitioned into, there was a band I kind of liked because of a toy uh-huh. that I played around with and they, they, they sang the theme song. So then I started getting into like uh, pop or punk rock and, and that was a really long phase of my life. Uh-huh. And then I transitioned into uh, definitely more alternative, like a Coldplay and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. From that, I transitioned into more bluegrassy stuff. Interesting. Because it has, I love that it has a really good energy to uh-huh. it. And Nice. What is one of the, one of the movies you have watched that everyone disliked, but you loved? Oh, you're talking like a guilty pleasure. 
kind of. Uh, at this point, I have so many guilty pleasures uh-huh. for, as far as movies go that <laughs> I would have to open up my Netflix thing. And there's been lots of like movies and stuff I've shown people and they were like, it's not so good. Uh-huh. Like I, I've enjoyed quite a few Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, right. Um, People don't think Nicolas Cage is a great actor, but I think he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty controversial to oh, well. of an opinion to have. Uh-huh. So I'll say that for now. Um, but I there's a lot. I, I, I watch a lot of movies, so I've seen a lot and I enjoy it a lot. And if you ever need a recommendation, you can always come I ask me. Too. And I think over the years you learn uh, how to watch It's not just uh, passing mm-hmm. the time, right? It's not just sitting there and eating some popcorn and having some pop, you know, but uh, trying to 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 pay attention to the story. I love that, actually. And sometimes mm-hmm. I find movies just to, you know, have fun. I... Well, there's the popcorn ones. There's like, one of my favorite popcorn one is like Pacific Rim, right? Uh-huh. Where just oh, these yeah. giant robots fighting yeah. monsters. Yeah. But then there's other stuff like I've gotten into like 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 foreign films uh-huh. are always great, uh-huh. and they always they always make you read and and uh, not in a bad way like it you you absorb so it's, this media in such a different way uh-huh. that you it, it engages you like actively, which I love. Yeah, true. Regarding books, what was the last book? that you read the last book i read was probably a textbook uh-huh. the last book i listened to um was a book called the quick fix oh. and that is a book on pop psychology and about how we use psychology like how how these little like these little studies of uh-huh. like 100 pe- 100 or so people become like huge government mandates or uh, programs oh. and they have like no significant basis in, in in actual science that sounds very interesting. so it was very it is very interesting it still is because that was like the whole power posing thing uh-huh. right there's that whole before you give a performance you know power pose can improve your mood and there's it was a ted talk uh-huh. it wasn't really uh you know there's there's so much nuance to this stuff right. but people take the big picture and go how can we you know power pose before every meeting yeah. or yeah yeah It's stuff like that. Um, well, you are married, you have a house, and you have to cooperate, you know? <laughs> you have to clean up, <laughs> you have to do some chores. Uh, what is the the chores that you like the most and the one that you dislike the most? That's a tough question. I do, don't like doing any chores. Ah. Um, <laughs> It doesn't come natural to you, huh? It doesn't, it's not like something I look at and go, yeah, okay. I want to go do that. Yeah. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's why it's called a chore, right? One of the biggest improvements on our marriage was getting a dishwasher because that was the one I absolutely hated. <laughs> um, back when we lived in an apartment, I'd do all the dishes by hand. Yeah. And because Brianna cooked and because Brianna likes to cook and try new recipes and fancy meals, she uses like a lot of pots and pans. <laughs> and so... There was so much I had to clean. It would take me like, it was like hour and a half every day oh, standing wow. there after work. Yeah, it was, it took me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated every minute of it, but now it, it's easier. Still, I mean, I'm not a big fan, but it's easier. Yeah. And then I got it. We'll see how long this lasts, but I cut the grass yesterday with a new lawnmower I got from uh, the hardware store over uh-huh. here. It's a, it, it's a, it's an electric lawnmower. Oh, I have one. So it's yeah. kind of. It's kind of my toy, yes. And so it makes it fun when 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 there's when an item's your toy, it makes you fun, like it makes you excited uh-huh. to use it, right? Yeah. Like when you buy a new drill, oh, everything needs to be drilled now. Or <laughs> <laughs> so I was very excited to uh, to uh, go back and cut the grass yesterday. Yeah. Tobias, and you are a Mennonite uh, by birth, yes. by blood, and by faith. <laughs> I don't know how it sounds that, but. Um, One of the things that I appreciate of Mennonites is food. I love uh, good food. What would you say is your favorite Mennonite food? There are so many options. I mean, there's so many options. I like our desserts. Um, like the Pasca at Easter time uh-huh. is always, oh, I look forward to that all year. It, it wouldn't be special if we didn't uh-huh. have it or if we did have it all year, yeah. but... 
So yeah, but that is one of my favorites. The the New Year's cookies, the Portzelcha, uh-huh. are very good. Um, Rollkuchen, oh, but yeah. without watermelon. Uh-huh. I am one of the <laughs> everybody looks at me strangely when I say, "Oh, I don't like watermelon. I'm just good. Just give me the the deep fried right. dough." <laughs> Those are my three favorites. If you want like a hard meal, I love good borscht. <laughs> right? Me too. Me too. It's very tasty. I, I try different ones, and I recognize when you know <laughs> when it's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's the difference, but I, I, some people makes it really, really, really well. So I don't know. Yeah. Just, well, there was. Uh, Oh, and cabbage rolls. If you have good cabbage yep. rolls, actually, cabbage rolls may be number one. Uh-huh. But yeah, I always remember um, there was the MCC fair like years and years ago uh-huh. when I was a kid. I remember standing in line and just waiting with my little styrofoam bowl or whatever for the borscht. And it was always a highlight growing up. Good. Well, now, um, at some point, we I, I said, uh, you know, we will come back to ask you about uh, your studies. So I think uh, I think uh, now is the time. So, Tobian, you are studying at Providence University College. So what are you studying and why? Ah, I'm studying to become a counseling psychologist. I'm in their three-year program, uh-huh. and I just switched over into the thesis track. Oh so I'm going to be doing a project. Uh, there's so many little technicalities to it that, yes. you know, it's yeah, the title itself explains what it is. Uh-huh. But what was the second part of why? your question why, there? Why did you choose counseling psychology? So when I, this is, uh, I'll tell the long story because I got a little bit of time. So uh, when I started university, I always wanted to go into a health related field. Uh-huh. And at first I thought, you know what? Um, especially because I went to a couple of university fairs and I would talk to the psychologists there because I love the mind and inner workings uh-huh. of people and how they relate. Right. But they said, oh, it's it's a 12-year program. It's a 12-year, you know, from beginning to end, you're going to be stuck in university for 12 uh-huh. years, pay X amount of money. And I go, oh, that's going to be awful. So I, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to go try nursing instead. But uh, I didn't get a so good grade in, physio- in anatomy and physiology. Uh-huh. That's one that killed me. And I was kind of really demotivated from that. Oh, yeah. And so I kind of thought, you know what? I'm going to just kind of just take whatever courses uh, that interest me and go from there and see what I like. And then I found psychology and sociology. Uh-huh. I absolutely loved them. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to commit to the 12 year for this. And I've been going ever since. Wow. And what do you like about it? itself is always about helping people um or it's about people yes um i like helping people in very like the the everyday sort of sense Uh and that's what draws me to to counseling psychology um it's definitely less less doctoral or less like a a medical doctor like a psychiatrist would be It, it that always to me feels impersonal even even though, you know, psychiatrists wouldn't say they're impersonal uh-huh. or anything. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But I like that hands-on living the life with somebody, like the groundwork. Right. And that's very much what you would get with counseling psychology. Right. Well, and I'm going to make an overgeneralization here, just for the sake of the question. But most of these psychology field has been influenced by a secular thinking and people. So where do you see there is some intersection between psychology and faith because you are a man of faith too so yeah i i i don't really see psychology as as a program that you know denies the existence of god uh-huh. or as particularly sec- secular uh-huh. um very you're you're speaking very much from like our our founding in freud <laughs> in psychoanalytics <laughs> yeah that's very much he was very much against god um he was a man that started in faith and kind of moved away from it but i you you take his work aside from that and you know there's lots to be learned Uh about human nature and and what it's like to relate to each other Uh right and i think especially in the field of counseling psychology you really become an instrument for god to serve in other people's Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. to to the best of your ability with with 
the tools of your craft. Yes. So yeah, let me uh, jump into another area of, of your life. And at some point, uh, you got married <laughs> to, <laughs> yep. to Brianna. So uh, yeah, when, when did you get married? On um, August 18th, 20. No. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> August 11th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> you better remember. Um, <laughs> if not, you'll face the consequences later on. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's, the, the numbers are 8118. I just had to remember which it's 81 isn't a month. So <laughs> it's August is 8, 11th is the day, uh-huh. 2018. Yeah. Eight, yeah. And to what would you say are some of the gifts? that Brianna brings into your life? She has definitely brought like uh, a structure to my life. Uh Um, That's not always there, which is great. She's always a great motivation Uh for me and support for me and my everyday needs. Uh Um, And, and often a a voice of reason when sometimes you, you like, you always need, you work yourselves up into states of anxiety and you always need somebody there to kind of bring you okay. down and take over. Okay. That's awesome. So that's, that's what she brings to the table. And I've been very happy and, and glad to have her in my life. Good. Good to hear that. Um, and if you can look back into your relationship with, with her, um, what is the <laughs> funniest or perhaps embarrassing moment or thing if you can tell us <laughs> yeah. that you have experience uh, with her. We were packing up our things from the Airbnb. Okay. And our luggages weren't closing slash we, we couldn't fit some stuff in. Right. And she had, it, it wasn't so much of a panic as it was just a, a meltdown because she couldn't fit the shampoo in. And I was going, what the heck? <laughs> and I And I look and there's less than a quarter. There's like a sliver of shampoo uh-huh. left in the bottle yeah. and it's the big bottle, but she was like, we can't, you know, we have to use the right. shampoo. Right. So she, in that moment, I was like, okay, we either toss that or I'll go take a shower just to <laughs> use up the rest of the shampoo here. <laughs> and in that moment, it was like, yeah, she out me here because, you know, I couldn't just toss the shampoo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's one of my, favorite go-to stories and still is for a long time uh-huh. about the most embarrassing funny moments <laughs> of our those are one of the things that you can laugh uh, about yourself later on right yeah and very much the next day i was like i it was constantly i have a picture of of the shampoo bottle still and how much was left and she said we have to save this because <laughs> i think that was yeah that was probably one of the days before we flew home so we couldn't take it along with us right yeah. i think that's what it was I see yeah well and what are some of uh, of your favorite activities that you enjoy with with brianna Oh, back in the day when we traveled, that was so nice, uh-huh. but we can't do that now. Yeah, unfortunately. I look forward to that again. We're very, when it comes to traveling, we're very outdoors. We we love to do the same things. Like we'll go on hikes and yeah. we'll go on walks and we'll go see the land. We're not so much like sit on a beach kind of right. people. So we still try to capture that a little bit here at home. We still go for our walks to the post office uh-huh. and, you know, we still kind of hang out. Nice. We also play games together, like video games on the TV. So that's that, that's always oh, fun. It kind of builds those experiences, and that sounds fun, actually, right? Well, I, I yeah, she. I, I have to. I have to be honest. I I don't know um, many women who likes to play games like uh, video games. So that's why perhaps uh, it's my surprise. But I find it really really fun. So. Yeah, it's funny because statistically, it's it's almost the the majority of gamers is actually shifting towards women, as far as the oh, as far as this. But all the marketing is still towards men, so that's probably where it comes from. Okay, look at that. We are going t- uh, toward the end of our conversation, Tobias. So thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts and experiences. I, we we appreciate that. Um. And this is the last question for you, Tobian. We are in, hopefully, I'd say, at the end of a pandemic. 
and it has had a, a big impact on our lives. Today, for example, we talk about Zoom fatigue. Um, and it's been hard for many people. A lot of people feel isolated, uh, you know, anxious, and they just want uh, to get over this quickly. So in the midst of this pandemic, who or, or what has been a source of inspiration for you? Well, I'll, I would say, you know what, just as far as like, as, as far as what's kept me going is definitely having living with my wife. Mm-hmm. That's very much kept me, you know, sane and together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've created a, 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 a friend group on face or on, on discord where we, you know, if you're on and you just want to chat to somebody, you go on and you talk to somebody and you play a game together. Oh, okay. And so it's not really one particular person that's inspired me, but we all like, it's, it's all been a really great kind of group effort Uh of of being together and community we've created. Uh I know that kind of avoids your question, but that's the answer I want to give. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. All right, Tobayan, thank you so much for uh, joining us in this conversation. I truly appreciate you as a person. Uh, We love you. Uh, We love Brianna. Uh, We are so happy to have you both uh, being part of our church. And uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts, uh, some of your experiences, some of your joys, and some of your challenges. I I think that's, that's amazing when a person is just willing to open up a little bit and just share uh, how life has been for them. So thank you to Bayan again and friends uh, and Springfield Heights family. This uh, has been another episode of Yours, Mine and Ours, Stories of Faith and Life. Uh, I would like to encourage you, if you want us to ask a question to our guests, please send us an email to Jose Luis at springfieldheights.ca and and we will be happy to include those questions. That's it for today. I hope you have a good time. Bye. Thank you, God, for calling me. Thank you, God, for calling me into your community. Thank you, God, for calling me. Thank you, God, for calling me.